welcome back to the UL Lafayette Chess Podcast with the newly established name, Facts. I'm Billy the Problem Phillips with my co-host, Ignatius J. Riley, and our special guest stars, Tanner Bourgeois, Pitmaster. So Pitmaster, I have a question for you. I heard you had a little altercation this morning with my co-host. So... It all started, well yesterday I was driving around town listening to Suicide Boys. Oh wait, I'm not Tanner. Sorry, I was listening to Sicko Mode. Anyways, I turned down the, uh, turned down the volume just a little bit because it was uh, Travis Scott's part, not Drake's. I like Drake's part the best. Right, right. Um, and I heard a little whistling, some noise coming from the engine bay. And I'm like, uh-oh. I go home. My roommate's dad is a mechanic and he, they were watching a football game. They hear me pull up and they hear that loud screeching noise coming from my engine bay. Mm-hmm. No engine light on. So I'm like, well, it can't be that bad. But uh, he uh, comes out and inspects the engine bay and says, hey, uh, your alternator might be going out. What's an alternator? Uh, I think it has something to do with the car battery. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's all I know. I'm a city boy. Anyway, <laughs> just the car battery as you run. Yes. A city boy? I thought you were the pit master. Anyways. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I I knew I had to take it to his brake shop this morning. Well, it's called uh, it's called Brakes for Less on Congress Street, and uh, although they do a little more than brakes, as uh, Joseph later found out. Anyways, Joseph I, is uh, Ignatius J. Riley. Riley. He needs to learn to spell Riley with two L's. Check your bio. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So I arrived there at about eleven, like I told uh, like I told Ignatius over there. I ain't talking saint. Um, and uh, I told him it's breaks for less on Congress. About uh, 15 minutes later, I get a I get a text saying he is outside. I walk outside. I do not see any. <laughs> and I call him. I said, "Hey, where are you at?" And he says, "Aok." <laughs> I like some breaks the Aki way. And I said, "I said uh, no, but." What street are you in? He said, I'm on the wall on Pinhook. And I said, I said Congress. And he said, oh, well, I, I forgot to be honest. I'll be over there. Now, as I'm sitting there waiting in the lobby, the um, woman with snake bites behind the counter, I hear the TikTok she's watching. And I uh, start playing a little bit of chess. When all of a sudden I hear them start up my Jeep, no screeching noise. They back it out. The same time I'm watching this Jeep getting backed out, I drive a Jeep. Did I say that? I drive a Jeep. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Um, drive a Jeep, by the way. 03 Red. 03. Um, it's Red, Freedom Edition. Anyways, it's a Jeep. So I get a text <laughs> message from uh, Mr. Riley saying uh, he's outside. As soon as this lady is telling me that it's actually ready to go and I just got to pay. And I'm like, oh, well, that sucks. So I mosey on over Mr. Ignatius's car and tell them to uh, get lost because uh, it's actually ready. I didn't think it'd be so so short. Mm-hmm. Then he starts giggling. Then he just turns to me and says, make sure to check the news tomorrow, and then just skirts off. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to explain your side of the story, uh, Mr. Ignatius? So I was riling in bed, not even mm-hmm. awake, really. Mm-hmm. 11 p.m. <laughs> so then... I'm on my phone, you know, checking them Instagram reels, looking at those funny cats, and then I get a text from uh, Charlie saying, oh, I'm at a, uh, a break shop right now. Could you pick me up before this podcast? I said, sure, slime. So I said, okay, and then I don't get up for a little bit longer, so I'll be ready at like, pro- he says probably around 11, at 9.57, so apparently I was awake before noon today. Interesting. And then I said, I'll leave in a few. On my way, and I waltzed on over to the Agnes Edwards parking lot. Turns out, I'm parked in the overflow parking lot. So I have to walk on down to the overflow parking lot, get in my car. By this, enough time has passed for me to have forgotten what street his little brake shop was on. <laughs> so I just go on my phone, because I've never heard of such a brakes for less. This is a wonderful deal. So I open my phone, look up brakes for less, and click the first one, which should have to be on Pinhook, which I thought... Maybe Congress goes around there. I'm not really thinking right now. And then I pull up, get there, after a bunch of horrible drivers, might I add, call up our good friend, tell him that he better ask for his brakes the Aki way, and then he tells me, idiot, you're in the wrong one. So I drive on down, 
And he tells me to kick rocks once I get there. So what I hear is that you can't follow directions. Is this really a trait we need in our treasurer? What's the difference between him and other treasurers? They don't follow the rules. Why do you think they're so rich? Other treasurers have money to balance. Hey, oh. you got a Biden buck. <laughs> we do. That's You're all of our chest guard funds. Partner. Your treasurer has less than zero. <laughs> You're from the same area. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Close enough. Metairie is not anywhere comparable to Marrero. Tanner, Yo. would you like to explain your humble origins? My humble origins in chess? No. No, in general. We want to know where you came from and what you're all about. As the 2B secretary. I was born in a little place called the West Bank. Uh, <laughs> 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 okay, where are you actually from? Just aside. I, I tell people just the West Bank, but more specifically Harvey. So like, <laughs> most people don't know Harvey, so I just end up saying Marrero because that's easier for people to understand from the area. But anyone around here, I just say New Orleans because that's all really they know. just said it out loud. <laughs> I would just have lied if I was you, buddy. Do you feel shame about where you're from? I feel no shame. <laughs> Why don't you feel shame about where you're from? You should. Because if the Suicide Boys can make it from the West Bank, so can oh, I. Oh, brother. That's true. Oh. Who said they really made it? Let's yeah. give them five more years. Let's see. Charlie. Or sorry, Pitmaster. You are the current secretary of the UO Lafayette Chess Club. And your replacement is sitting right in front of you. Yeah, it's actually too. Uh, he's actually adjacent to me. Adjacent. True. True. My bad. Now, secretaries come in all shapes and sizes. You, Charles, have some differing views from Tanner, mm -hmm. especially in the category of musical interest. Would you please explain your concerns with the new secretary's music choice? Well, I'm a fancying for peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, <laughs> and I noticed something. Have you ever made a sandwich? Let's say, uh, Bo, you don't like beef or something. Okay. You're like, yeah, you don't like beef. That's a lie. Uh, well, you don't like burgers, but um, that's, that's a lie. That's another topic. What do you get at Whataburger? Chicken. Well, it's called Whataburger. Why? It's good. So you don't like the burgers? I like their fancy ketchup and their chicken. So you don't like burgers? It was a tragic day when they got rid of their uh, what a chicken bites. <laughs> Dodging the question yet again, Mr. Charlie. Hey. Continue Talk your story. <laughs> so, I noticed something the other day. Have you ever made like a ham and cheese sandwich and you yeah. bite into the bread? You only taste the bread, but you already know what sandwich it's gonna like, what, how it's gonna taste. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Even though you're only tasting the bread. I noticed this the other day. I was making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Now, I laid on a nice pad of peanut butter, some strawberry preserved jam, mm -hmm. folded over, Evangeline made bread. Although, um, you guys might prefer bunny bread from what I know. So anyways, <laughs> I sink my teeth into the bread, have not reached any of the inner contents yet. And I'm like, wait, for some reason, just by the bread alone, I already recognize it's going to be a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm -hmm. So I've been thinking about this phenomenon for a few days and it's quite disturbed me. What was the question again? <laughs> uh, what? What's wrong with Tanner's music interests and why is he objectively wrong? So Well, it's a bit more subjective than that. No. You, you gentlemen are using archaic words. Objective, subjective, well, these are actually, like, nullified in modern speech. If you studied oh. any Latin, you would know that <laughs> objective comes from objectum, which means something, uh, that which is thrown against. That which is thrown against meaning the, fa the mental faculties. Mm -hmm. Like, when something is objective, it is apparent, it is thrown against you. Now, subjective... A subject is supposed to be something categorized in the mind from an object. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd, uh, I could talk about this for another 30 minutes, but I'd just like you gentlemen to stop using these terms. I apologize for my lack of knowledge on the Latin language. I would do my due diligence and touch up on it. I gave you a philosophy book while I recommended you one. I guess you haven't been studying it. I read three so pages of it. Nothing at all. <laughs> well, see, that's <laughs> If... See, because you don't recognize the content of my speech, it's because you listen to Suicide Boys, because you just cannot recognize good content when it's placed upon your ears. Are you or rather when it's objectivized well, into your mind. You can't recognize good questions because you're dodging them. Um, oh, no. <laughs> the only thing I'm dodging is bad music from Suicide Boys. I mean, what? Tannerite 504, so let's see here. My last brain cell made this. Why would you have only one last brain cell, Tanner? That is a disturbing quality in the 2B secretary. Some days, you just don't want to think, and you just want to listen. So, like, some days when someone brings a very very pertinent issue to your table as secretary, will you just say, 
uh, and pretend to have one brain cell for some reason? Is that what you think of as a good leading strategy? No, because I always have to perform to the best of my ability in a club setting. Then why would you want to encourage such mindless behavior? This is my personal account. I'm not voicing it to anyone. Would you not say that you should be ready at all times for your secretarial duties? Well, like I said, when it comes time for any secretarial duties, I will be at my best ability. But doesn't this directly counteract what you're thinking? No, it doesn't. Because it's not during a secretary setting. So I see you have a play that's called What I Play After a Drive-By. <laughs> Featuring such hits by people such as Kid Cudi, Panic at the Disco, Fall Out Boy, hey, that one's good. Eminem, Lil Peep, Mustard, More Eminem, the song that goes XXXTentacion, Lil Baby and Gunna, who is currently facing federal charges, Nav and Meek Mill. Well, Tanner, let's get back to the topic at hand. What do you like about chess? Um, I love how it it's based on how strong your mind is and not any other like physical ability. It's a sport that anyone can play anywhere, anytime. Mm-hmm. Which is an interesting answer because you are a very tall, bodacious man. How tall are you, Tanner? Like 6'2". Six six You're not 6'2". You are so much taller Am than 6'2". So you are. No, he's not. He's about 60 sounds about right to me. How tall are you, Charlie? Uh, five foot five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all about perspective. It is all about perspective. perspective. Yeah, Tanner, stand up. Yeah. Let's see if you're 6'2". How tall are you, Joseph? Uh, my license says 5'11". Tanner, you know you're looking up, right? Am I looking up? <laughs> uh, for the viewers at home, they are standing next to each other right now about uh, kissing distance away. Staring at each other's height. Well, we have verified that he is five uh, two. <laughs> uh, Pitmaster. Yes. <laughs> you are. You are. Also, you have something in your throat. Uh, no. You. <laughs> you, you, you are. You are leaving. You are leaving us. Perhaps. Forever. To go to Austin, Texas, where your humble beginning started in 1956. Yeah. How do you feel about leaving? Well, it's uh, it's you know it's bittersweet having to go home. Over here, I felt like I can escape from what I grew up with because I don't know if you know this, but my family comes from a Polish background, mm. and um, I, I mean it, it's ridiculous what I face back home because there aren't too many Poles back home, but they'd be able to tell by looking at me because everyone's German over there. And uh, I mean, just the other day, I walk in and I order a kielbasa, like a, a Polish sausage. And the guy behind the counter is like, oh, yeah, one kielbasa. Oh, you must be Polish. And I'm thinking, hey, hey, dude, dude, think about what you're saying. Hold up here, dude. Think about what you're saying. Like, just because I order a Polish sausage means I'm Polish, right? That means, what, if a guy comes in and orders a French toast, he must be French, no? A guy comes in and orders German potato salad, he must be German, no? Or even a guy who orders a German schnitzel, he must be German. You think a fellow must be German, huh? You know, say a guy, say a guy orders a Cuban coffee. You think he must be Cuban, huh? Obviously. You think a guy orders a French onion soup? You think he must be French, huh? You think a guy comes in and we orders pho? We get it. You think this fellow might be Vietnamese, huh? I mean, dude, <laughs> it's like incredible. And it's like, I'm telling this guy behind the counter, it's disgusting that you just make such an assumption. And this happened all the time back home. And I just remember the guy behind the counter looking at me and goes, well, first off, this is a hardware store. But, you know, um... Anyways, what was the question? <laughs> Man, you love your tangents, don't you, Charlie? Where's the oh. name Bourgeois come from? Oh, my ancestry is French-Canadian. Nova Scotia, to be more exact. Is there anything Ooh. not shameful about you and your past? <laughs> What's shameful about it? <laughs> Canadians do it better, what can I say? French-Canadians are the exception, buddy. Well, I gotta say, with this Canadian tuxedo I got on, I gotta <laughs> agree. Tanner, I know you have to go. We're going to try to wrap up your questions. I, I barely got any. Yeah, I know. This man took too much of my time. That's typically how it goes. The pit master has a lot of words to say. He's been he's been around since 1956, so he has a lot of experience. Yeah, the slow cooker goes on its own time. <laughs> well, Tanner, uh, as your last individual question, what are your hopes for the chess club? Other than doing a better job than Charlie. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you disagree? 
Um, I think it's quite an impossible task. Have you accomplished anything? He has at a very high bar. Here? Yeah, have, are you ever going to go undefeated in a competitive tournament? That is true. That's not a part of your secretary duties. I know, I went above and beyond. Oh. Well, what did you accomplish as secretary that's stated in the Constitution? Because there's a list of duties that you must perform as secretary. Did you perform them? You know, a good leader doesn't need to be, he doesn't need to follow the rules play by play. It's got to be flexible. Yeah, got to be flexible. And, um, I mean, what, what you're implying here is simply fallacious. If I were you, Tanner, I would go to myfallacyis.org and read up on some logical fallacies and um, come back to me uh, if you want to have an intellectual. I guess it's easy to be flexible when you don't have to do anything. Oh, this is a... Are you saying you haven't done anything as secretary? I'm not secretary yet. Are you saying you've done nothing to prepare? I read the Constitution. Yeah, have you done any jumping jacks, push-ups, chin-ups? That's not in the Constitution, is it? It doesn't, does it have to be in the Constitution? If you want to be a square, then you could end up like a boring old country like Germany. But if you want to be awesome, you got to go above and beyond like America. You got to go invade. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, oops. <laughs> going, going, going above and beyond requires you to do what's expected you, of you already. So if you haven't done that, I don't think you've gone above and beyond. What is really expected from a person from Harvey who <laughs> Suicide Boys and drives an Ultima. Well, okay, listen. Making water bottle bombs. Well, obviously, if enough people voted for me, they expect me to do a good job. So that's and exactly what happened because I didn't see you in the secretary position, Joseph. Oh, that's true. Our treasurer, Joseph, ran for the secretary position. And lost. It was a stiff competition. Only after a recount. After our president, Mr. Zachary <laughs> Bo Phillips. He was uh, like, Billy, stop That it. is his real name. Zachary is his first name. Billy. This is Billy, thank you very Demanded much. Demanded that our Vice President Elliot, you may recognize from our last podcast, <laughs> delete up to, I believe it was five votes from people from this club. They were inactive. Hard-working club members. They were inactive members. That was decreed at a whim. It was not on a whim. You know, we decided Bill, this vote you know, way beforehand. You know Billy saw those votes going up and he was like, stop the count. Does that remind you of anyone, Billy? You know what this reminds me of? My next question and my last question for Tanner, although it's a question for both of you. The tension in here is palpable between the two of you. What does that word mean? I also have one question. <laughs> Aren't you the Latin guy? Are you calling me Hispanic? <laughs> <laughs> well, the question is, or not really a question. It's more of a. It's more of a demand. I want you two to say one nice thing about each other, and then one mean thing about each other. But first, the nice thing. I know this is a difficult task, but I'm going to start you off, Charlie. And it has to be nice, not passive-aggressive. Passive-aggressive will slide. Well, first, I think uh, we need divine intervention here, so just give me a second. <laughs> I forgot the Latin. Amen. Can I finish it in Spanish? See. See. I forgot the Spanish, too. Oh, well, amen. Amen. <laughs> Continue. It didn't work. <laughs> start with the mean thing. Yeah, start with the mean thing, then. Be as mean as you want. He's got Japanese on his shoes, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, is something he against Japanese people? No, not at all. And why is it a problem? Are you Japanese? I'm not. I rest my case. <laughs> Tanner! Tanner! <laughs> Say one mean thing about Charlie. And one nice thing. And one nice thing. But do the mean thing first. Where do I begin? Uh-oh. Um, That's what I'm asking. I think it's the arrogance for me. <laughs> you, you think you're just so much better than everyone else. Oh. And that you were the best secretary to ever live. All right, Charlie, defend yourself, he but don't seem arrogant while doing it. Secretary in history, <laughs> in he our, has been our best secretary, our only. No, no that, that is not true. We had one a previous secretary. We will not name his name. And you left for ghosted the president and said wrong number when asked about where he was. Oh no, we, we've had three. We've had three secretaries. The first one was actually one of the founders of the clubs, uh, and he got busy with frat stuff and left. And then the second one ghosted me, and it hurt my feelings a lot. But hey, the best one so far. The best one so far. Well, first off, I'd just like to say 
Um, Tanner's criticism of me is kind of nullified by his, uh, what I could only describe as Twitter speak. I do use Twitter a lot. I could tell. Could you define Twitter speak? Well, <clears throat> Tanner said, it's the arrogance for me. He could also say, you're giving incel. <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised if the next thing out of his mouth is uh, Can I oop? Stan Nicky. <laughs> I don't. So I just happened to notice that no nice things were said in that entire segment. Well, yes, that's to start with the mean things first. Right. Do you have a nice one prepared? Tanner, I think you might have an easier time of this. What's one nice thing you can say about Charlie? What I have to say is that, man, does he know how to dress. That he, is true. He represents the great state of Texas very well. That is true. For the viewers yeah. at home, he's decked out in a uh, diamond. Let, no, no, sh oh. let, let uh, Mr. Riley answer this. Come on, Riley. For you at home, he's wearing Ariat cowboy boots. That's wearing from the bottom up. Some exquisite, super QT, thick-stitched, Ricky cut, I believe, True Religion jeans, Appreciate with a True Religion Pearl Snap Western, Ooh. covered up only by a QT, big QT, Jimmy cut jacket from True Religion, and an exquisite straw hat. From Resistall. $150. Let the record show the jeans brought to him by yours truly. Hey. You know, I drive that Ford King Ranch way I be dressing. <laughs> I'm ushering in a new era of fashion after I take his place. What kind Gym of gym shorts and Post Malone tour t-shirts? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> you forgot the backwards ball cap. Oh, Let the record show that. that for every single Thursday meeting, this man has showed up in the exact same faux tie-dye Post Malone tour t-shirt. Just to annoy you, by the way. No, no, no. <laughs> it was brought to your attention, and you don't even realize you wore that every Thursday. Until then, but after then, you did start realizing your mistake and doubling down. I like the shirt, man. <laughs> the brand of hat is Carhartt, where they at? <laughs> it's the working man's hat. That is true. Carhartt is for no working man no more. Carhartt is simply for those... <laughs> For those who wish to appear as if they actually have ever <laughs> mowed their lawn. Well, Tanner, it's 12.45. It is. I have a test. With one more question for you. Are you... It was great having you, Tanner. It was great having you on. I oh, know my alarm to wake up is going <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm up. Yes, well, thank you. No. Oh, you're not going to shake my hand? No. No. Uh, <laughs> no. We forgot to say the nice thing about each other. Oh. You said the nice thing about him. Oh, wait, yeah. He didn't say anything nice about me. Yeah, Charlie, go. <laughs> hurry up. <laughs> For the viewers at home, he's contorting his face in weird ways right now. Um, one, one nice thing I would say about Tanner is that um, although some of his uh, tastes might be questionable, yeah. he's a... Uh, He's a very nice guy and a humble dude, and he won't he won't wrong you like I have been wronging him. No. <laughs> that means a lot, actually. That was actually very, very sweet. Wow. And now you two need to kiss and make up. Oh yikes! Wow, you really went in there, Tanner. <laughs> Wait one more time. I think we gotta do a retake. <laughs> Perfect. All right, Tanner. All right. Thanks for coming on. I was Graham. Graham. <laughs> Big shout out to our sponsors. Uh, first one being the Gilbo Center for Public History, who provided us with this podcast room. Big thanks to them. Joseph. Welcome. Uh, that's what I think our sponsor, the Collegiate Chess League and the Louisiana Collegiate Chess League, along with GT Dave's presenting their new Alive Ancient Mushroom Elixir featuring Rushy Mushrooms, Chocolate Mushrooms, and Turkey Tail. Booster creativity today. <laughs>
Our other sponsor is uh, chess.com. Uh, the funnest way to play chess online. Second funnest. Oh, funnest isn't a word. Our other sponsor, Manscaped. <laughs> Men. <laughs> is your front lawn, front lawn a little overgrown? Infested with weeds, bugs. Bugs. And whoever knows what. Whoever else knows what. You need to get manscaped. You need to trim that bad boy down. Um, we know you don't have a girlfriend, but just get manscaped. Today. Works for women, too. But mostly for men. <laughs> hey, this is Ellie Benoit. We're back. With me here today is... Sammy Abshire. And... Bo Phillips. And that's who we're here with today. Let's get going. So, when is movie night going to be? Um, that is to be determined. I, I imagine we're going to have a vote um, among people to decide what best day. I mean, it'll probably be some sort of, like, Thursday meet, I imagine. So, as you are the new vice president, what do you think Elliot did wrong as vice president? Um, well... I don't think I have enough experience to say. I mean, I've only known Elliot this one semester, but as far as I know, he's done a great job as vice president. So you're saying you're an inexperienced vice president? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't see how that correlates. Can we talk about chess? Speaking of chess, do glasses make you better at chess? I don't. That's a good question. I don't know. Because I'm nearsighted, so I don't need them to see. So there will be instances where I'm really focusing, I'll take off my glasses. So I, I, I don't think it matters that much. Maybe, may, if anything, after a while, maybe it's a bad thing. Because then, like, I can really feel the weight of the glasses on my nose. So I have to, like, take it off to, like, breathe. What is your favorite opening? That is a tough question. Um, I think for white... I used to play the Queen's Gambit. I don't like it as much anymore. I'm more of a Rudy Lopez guy now. Um, and for black, I'm, I'm really liking the French defense. Two openings we've had on this up. podcast before. If I'm going to mix it up, I, uh, I might try a little Scandinavian. Scandinavian defense is always it's always fun. It's very aggressive. You no, know? it's not. I, I think so. You get your queen out early. Kind of like the wayward queen opening. But you don't have that nice, strong center control. I know, but then you it, you can only you take it later. For those who just joined, I'm Joseph from the previous half of this episode. So, do you prefer board to online play? Board. I'm like, okay, online play, I don't know what it is. It's just something about it makes me play worse. I don't I don't know how or why. But I mean, I don't mind. I, mean, I can I like see where board. you're coming from. Elliot what is your opinion on this matter? Board or online play? Well, it kind of depends on how I'm feeling or, like, what I'm trying to do with chess, I'd say. Mm -hmm. For, yeah. like, the over-the-board games, it's really fun to, like, interact with the people I'm playing with, you know, sort of, like, back and forth, just have a conversation. But for, like, improving, it can be pretty good as well because, like, I'll have days where, like, Bo and I or somebody will just, like, reset the board when one of us does something wrong and we sort of like learn our mistakes from that and there's also the online games too which are way better for like quick games you know I can see all the pieces where everything is it's a lot easier to like see what's going on it's a lot easier to review your games afterwards with like the online tools so really just depends on what I want to do with it yeah I, I definitely think that online chess is definitely the better way to learn chess because just because of analysis tools like on Lee Chess and Chess.com like especially like just learning in general is better to do online rather than in person because like for me I've been sticking to like Lee Chess studies for openings so like I have like a million openings just favorited and I go through them like all the time just to like refresh my memory on like different openings and stuff. Mm -hmm. Let's help the people get to know you. What is your major and what made you pick it? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I'm a psychology major with a pre-med concentration, so that means I'm going to have an automatic chemistry minor. Um, and the idea is that I want to go to med school, but I don't want to like be a bio major or anything. I kind of like psychiatry, like psychiatry and psychology more. It just seems more interesting. 
What inspired this choice? I don't I don't know. It's just always what I've been leaning towards. Um, I knew I wanted to go into the medical field, um, but I didn't really know what route to take. I mean, I saw the psychology pre-med option, and uh, I don't know, it kind of just spoke to me. Who is your biggest enemy within your major? The biggest enemy? Like, what do you mean by that? Like, like... Your biggest op. My biggest op. Ooh, okay. Um, excluding business majors? Um, within your own major. Within my own major, okay. Within my own major. Hmm. I, I think maybe Orgo Camp. Who? Organic chemistry? I'm talking about people here. Oh, people? <laughs> We want names. <laughs> we want names? We need names. Like, when you, like, like a professor? I don't know. I don't Students, know. Students, professors, anyone? I think the, uh, Billy the Problem Phillips, um, because he's a problem and I have to be the solution. So I'm always dealing with those problems. So you're saying when you're as vice president, you'll be butting heads with our current president? Yes. That's good to know. We gotta keep him in check. <laughs> exactly. And we ain't talking chess. Well, yeah. <laughs> I suppose we are, on second thought, he thinks. Anyways. Uh, I think I think Boat does a good job as president. I just think that um, a good um, hand to a king is one that can tell a king his wrongdoings and oppose him when needed. This fine country is built on checks and balances, after all. Yes, indeed. Like some of the other countries. <laughs> are you guessing other countries right now? Is yes. That, is that what we're doing on the chess podcast? Yes, that's what I am doing. <laughs> Speaking of our president, where is that guy? I need him to get here so I could really open up and take over this podcast. <laughs> I don't think he's coming. I had a discussion with him earlier on the phone. He will be showing up whenever he can. Okay, so he'll be late. Yeah, mm. as always. Yeah. Is... Well, this can't wait any further. Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, I'm oh, not no. Cole after all. I am the current acting secretary, the pitmaster, the post-oak king, and I'm here... I'm co-hosted by Ignatius J. Riley. Ignatius J. Riley. Now, uh, do you have your keys with you? In fact, I do. For the people at home, oh, there's something here that is missing that used to be there before. The sloth fell off. Oh, that is a damn shame. What is that? Oh, damn is in the Bible once again. Let me just clarify that. Um, I'm not sure if it's a curse word. Depends how um, liberal your parents are, and I don't mean politically. Um, although maybe. I don't, I don't know, know what's happening. So anyways, uh, ladies this and gentlemen, chess? for the people at home, Mr. Mr. Riley would usually have a sloth on his keychain. And would you like to explain why would you have a sloth on your keychain, Mr. Riley? I think sloths are truly blessed creatures that we should all aspire to be more like and look at at least daily. I like sloths. Who doesn't? Yes. So, uh, I think not liking sloths is a sign of a truly rotten animal? and wicked man. Would sloth be a good chess player as an animal? You're talking about classical, perhaps, but in rapid, I think... It would not have the ability God forbid, bullet. So sorry for the derailment, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm not talking about the status of American train systems, but um, I have a present for Mr. Riley over here. I was, um, as I said, a post-oak brisket pit master. I'm from Texas, and I was uh, at a local Texas establishment called Bucky's. And what did I see in the corner of my eye when I was holding a uh, pulled pork sandwich with the mustard sauce? I do not like regular barbecue sauce. If they have mustard bone sauces, I much prefer them. Out of the corner of my eye, I see this, Mr. Riley. For you. I thank you so much. For the listeners at home, he has gifted me a immaculately made three-toed sloth plushie wearing a what looks like crayon, faux crayon font, Texas with a nice red star in the center, wearing a nice baseball cut quarter sleeve. A truly an excellent gift from Plushology. Yes, yeah, so that is my uh, gift to Mr. Riley. Um, hopefully uh, he won't forget me after I go away forever in the forever box. Uh, because now he has the sloth. Uh, I would have gotten everyone else gifts, but I just don't know you guys that well. And uh, I would have gotten Bo something, but there were no chest plushies. Or, uh, <laughs> However, at Bucky's they did have chicken tenders, and I would have got those for him, but they probably would have arrived cold. Uh, anyways. Um, Why would you give Bo a chest plushie? Because he's the president of the president of the chess club. Well, not to not to speak ill, and I'm not that there's anything wrong with this, but Bo goes home and he doesn't really do anything else but think about chess. What's wrong with that? There, I, I I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying 
I uh, I just don't think uh, Bo's interests are as diversified as Mr. Riley's to the left of me over here. Um, mm -hmm. Therefore, I uh, saw a sloth plushie and um, felt like being Santa Claus and uh, just uh, purchased it, and now it is in his possession. Yeah, we, we love generosity in the chess club. Uh, uh, gift giving is something we, we like. I'm very thankful for the gift. Yeah. Even though Thanksgiving has passed on the date of recording. Although it is possible that you might be listening to this on the day before Thanksgiving in 2023 or 2024 or 2025 or 2026. And so end. on. Perhaps. Infinitely. Or until this podcast is removed by the university. That I mean, I like to see them try. Come and take it. That was not. not that was that. not a challenge. The chess club is not challenging the university to remove the podcast. I However, like I do have an open invitation for the university president to play me in a casual game of chess with no holds barred. Or checkers. I like checkers. Jamie actually like checkers. likes checkers. We Jamie loves like checkers here collectively. Yeah, Emma loves checkers. Who's Emma? Oh, Jamie, I'm sorry. Jamie. I've actually never lost a game of checkers in my entire life. Is it true that you cheat when you play checkers? It might be true. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's part of winning. I actually, I have a question uh, for everyone here. Um, what is your favorite variant mode of chess? I would have to venture with Fisher 960 mm -hmm. or Bug House if I'm feeling a little crazy. And I'm talking crazy house. Definitely have to go with Bug House. I love Bug House. Bug House is just such a blast to play. I was raised by a cricket, after all. I was raised by a cricket. Yeah. Uh, me, personally, I would like to go with Bug House because it's the only way I could beat Bo. Wow. Everyone said Bug House and Chestnut. No one said Duck Chess. I love no duck, chess. duck Chess. Here. The only thing ducks belong is in the front of my Jeep. I mean, hey, Duck Chess needs a little bit of love. Or in the mouth of my dog. It's too new. When did duck chess become a thing? Like recently, right? Mm hmm I also heard of this new thing called monster chess. What is monster chess? It's one person has only a king, while the other person has their entire board, except that the king can move twice in a row. So the king has two moves to make. That sounds greatly inferior to Bug House. It probably is. Sounds, I've never played it. Sounds really hard to play. Probably, but like, you can think you're in checkmate, but then he like moves away. It's like very hard, and then you can like start losing pieces. True. I don't know. It's interesting. We should. Do you believe in monsters? Uh, define monster. Your own opinion of monsters. Okay. Um. Yes. Would you like to venture in that topic a little bit further? Um. Well, there's all sort of monsters in this world. There's the Monsters who lie, monsters who steal, monsters who abduct children, monsters... What about the monsters under your bed? Monsters under the bed. Um, your bed. And if I was ever to encounter such a monster, I would likely be eaten by it, because in truth, I am that monster. Would you be frightened if a monster walked up to you right now? Yes. If you were walking down the long, long stairway of Griffin, Mount Griffin as some like to call it, oh, and yeah. a monster appeared before you and started chasing you, would you give up or run? Or try to fight the monster? I think I'd fight the monster. You will surely lose. I know, but I'd rather die with honor. Than survive and flee? Yes. Speaking of monsters, I had to park at Gerard Park, and campus is messed up right now right and right before finals we can't park gerard park circles closed partially in the most crucial parts quite annoying um i parked at gerard park walk, walked across the field i was crossing down um uh, what lewis street east lewis street and uh as i was walking the crosswalk a truck pulls up in front of me uh it is like a matte black like wrapped old ford f-150 in my estimation nothing i would ever drive but not that there's anything wrong with driving that uh, in the back, there were two, um, what I would call monsters, poking their heads out of the window. And for those at home, I am describing some dark-colored pit bulls. Mm. And I feared for my life in that very instant. I just had a vision of them jumping out the windows. And I, am, I would be rendered defenseless by the 500-pound-plus bite force of those jaws. But thankfully, I uh, made it here in one piece. Um, 
But uh, I just wanted to say that. I just need to get that off my chest. Since Mr. Riley over here brought up monsters, it just brought me back to 30 minutes ago. Elliot, what is your opinion on monsters? Love them? Hate them? Can't get enough of them? What do you think? Um, well, when I was younger, I definitely used to think monsters were pretty cool. I used to have a book where I would draw monster, like, design. Problem is, I don't remember many of them. The, the most iconic one I can remember... Now, keep in mind, I was, like, six, right? It was a, it was a character I called Moo Boy... <laughs> he was essentially a cow. He was essentially no. It has nothing to do with cows. I don't know why he's called Moo Boy. Either way, he's essentially a circle with really big arms and like sharp teeth. And I used to make them battle the other monsters I drew. It was really sick. That's that's really cool. I'm surprised no one has brought up Monsters Inc. yet. I was thinking about it the whole time. Yeah. I just couldn't figure out a, what is a that? good way to bring it in. <laughs> Monsters Inc. is a great. A movie series um, that features a lot of monsters in it, uh, notably Sully and Mike Wazowski. Just like Elliot's trying to sully the great name of the chess club? I wouldn't say that. Uh, when you were saying Monsters, Inc., as a marine biologist, I was thinking of the Japanese giant squid and the massive protrusions that could deliver. <laughs> Interesting. Would that be your favorite monster by any chance? Uh, when it comes to under the sea, when I was a child, I was really obsessed with whale sharks. Uh, but they're not really monsters. They're actually quite gentle. I'm sure even me, at five years old, re checking out a book at Cox Elementary School about uh, whale sharks, uh, reading it by the fireplace during a cold winter break, I learned that they're quite gentle. And even me, in a small five-year-old body at that time, I could swim up to a little whale. Well, I wouldn't be little. <laughs> Let me not miss my words here. It would be quite big. Whale, whale sharks are quite big. But it would be quite gentle. Maybe it would let me swim in its giant gaping mouth like a little jacuzzi. I mean, hopefully. But when I think of the monster of the sea, that, that's, uh, that's probably up there in my estimation. And like, take a moment to remember all those who've fallen in those cold Texas winters. Yeah, such as 2021. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, on the topic of monsters, I have a question. So monsters... What about monster chess players? Like, who is the best chess player of all time, in your opinion? As well as, who do you think is the most enjoyable chess player? Just to, like, like who do you like the most? I'll answer both these questions in one fell swoop. Oh, okay. Bobby Fischer. Okay. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. I just think his game is truly unrivaled. Mm -hmm. He, as we, I mentioned before, chess 960 or Fisher 960. Honestly, an expert way to get rid of those pesky openings that burden down chess players of this time. Mm -hmm. Like, no one has even come close to be able to reach his level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know about Bobby Fisher. I mean, I like, I mean, he's, he's an interesting chess player for sure. Um, great US champion. Um, I think best of all time. I think I I don't know. I think Magnus Carlsen is really just proving to be the best. I mean, but like when it term when it comes to like enjoyability and like watching and or just like did he not cheat to beat Neiman? I think the accusations are on the other way around. Why well, making new ones? Um, I don't know. No one knows. Can't disprove it. Can, you can't prove it. Can't disprove it. Uh, yeah, the whole Hans Niemann Madness Cross and drama is, is very interesting. Uh, it kind of died down now, not because of the, the lawsuits and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think, I think my, I really like to watch, when it comes to like watching chess, I really like Anna Crambling and Daniel Naraditsky. I think those guys are really just fun and enjoyable chess content creators. It, it feels like they play chess not just to be good at it, but to also like have fun with it. I feel like a lot of like higher tier players like Magnus Carlsen, like they're not enjoyable to watch chess because they're so serious about it. But when you I have to allow me to interject, <laughs> Mr. Abshire over here, and I'm not talking about some person in Great Britain, um, <laughs> has clearly never seen Magnus Carlsen playing Lee Chess uh, titled arenas drunk. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, that's the that's, that's funny. And swapping his queen and king in different places. Mm -hmm. Me thinks that is quite enjoyable. 
Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that's in, that's that's interesting. That's kind of funny. And I when mean, he wins, him and his European friends go, dude, 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 dude. Oh, I mean, like, yeah. Just, dude, dude. Like, how is that not fun? That, that's I don't fun. know what it means. I, mean, I think it's like Swedish or yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, but, but overall, I think, because that's only like one subset of when Magnus is playing. He's, he's not always playing like that. Like Subsets. I like, know you're in discrete mathematics. I mean, I wasn't talking about the mathematical definition of it. We are now. Okay. I mean, I don't know anything about math. I'm a psychology major. Oh. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with any majors, actually. I think I all do. majors are great. I think uh, I, I think you should follow your heart. I think whatever major speaks to you, you should choose it. No. Even if it's, you know, psychology, just business, if it's history. I mean, whatever, whatever it is you like, I think you should follow it. Yeah, allow me to interject. Me personally... Um, I think if you're not enrolled in a STEM, that means science, technology, engineering, or mathematics. Um, uh, I have a phone call from uh, my dad, Mark. Let me answer it. I want the record to show that there's no phone call. He is just looking into my eyes. <laughs> um, I Mark's, don't know what is happening. Mark is not a man of mince words. He gets right to the point. I really wish our president was here so I could, um... Yeah. I brought all these books for nothing. <laughs> yeah, what are these books? Can you just talk about them? For so, those listening at home, our kind secretary... Mr. Master. Mr. Master has brought, I believe, six books of a variety of topics. Yes, I originally brought these for uh, our president, Billy the Prom Phillips. He contacted me a few weeks ago saying that he wanted some recommendations on philosophy since he read probably on probably read on like Yahoo Answers or something from 2008 that studying philosophy will improve your MCAT scores. Really? And uh, I'm not a pre-med, but uh, as far as I understand, MCAT is something you take uh, to get admitted into uh, medical schools. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now how does all of this philosophy affect chess? And yeah, how does it relate to chess? Well, it relates to chess in the same way it relates to everything else. Bo, you were staring at me right now, mm -hmm. correct? What do you see? Uh, blue eyes. What else do you see? A chiseled jaw. No, you don't see that. <laughs> uh, I see the essence of your human being. Ah, he has read a little bit of the book, it seems. <laughs> now you get one extra point on the MCAT. Yes, sir. Let's go. What's the best chess book? Um, Bobby Fischer teaches chess. That is such an awful book, by the way. It only teaches you back rank mates and then nothing else. So, yeah. Mr. Abshire, who yeah. would you say is your hero? My or hero. maybe you have multiple heroes. Doesn't have to be chess related. Doesn't have to, okay, a hero, okay, I'll give you one that's chess related, I'll give you one that's not chess related. How about mm -hmm. that? Go ahead, go ahead. My chess related hero is Le Levy Roseman. Because he's actually pronounced Rosman. Rosman. Yeah, Rosman. Yeah, it's pronounced Rosman. Is it really? Yeah, and that's your favorite. Wow. Well, he's my hero. Not his favorite is hero. Yeah. He's my hero because he, he, well, he goes by Gotham chat. Everyone just calls him Gotham, so it's like I, I forget the pronunciation of his name. That is true. Who cares? Um, I think he's my chess hero because he, I when I was getting into chess, that's that's that was my gateway. That was, <laughs> that he was he was the man that was there, like telling me that my moves were blunders and and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I think um, outside of uh, of chess, my uh, my hero would have to be. Man, that is such a. Ooh, there's so many options. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like an opening. Yeah, it's like an opening. There's so many good heroes. To choose Everything's from. a chess analogy if you try hard enough. Everything is a chess analogy if you try hard enough. I don't know. <laughs> Elliot Smith. Oh wow! I thought you, I thought you were fixing to say Elliot Benoit. Rest in peace. Rest, Rest in peace. peace. Yeah. I love Elliot Smith. Now, might I just add? Willis Bonavere, Justin Vernon. I love him. Uh, he's my hero. He has got me through so many things. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like Cardi B. Cardi B is... <sighs> Cardi B is Cardi B. I would just like to add for the listeners at home, um, Mr. Abshire did not have to include Elliot Smith, as I am pretty sure he is already dating Emma. <laughs> Are you implying something? Yes. That no. I'm the reincarnation of Elliot Smith? Or no. Okay, Emma, uh, or Jamie, is... Um, <laughs> in love with Elliot Smith, even though we're dating, sadly. I mean, yeah. it, 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 it's something I have to live with. I'm, I'm sorry. 
Jamie, I didn't know you had such exquisite taste. Mm-hmm. Is that why you left the Joe Rogan podcast? Yeah, I'm sorry. They, I just, they, they I wouldn't get Elliot Smith he, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. He's, he's actually, and Elliot Smith is actually from Texas, so <laughs> it just hurt too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He gets Elliot Smith. I get Bjork, so it works out. It's Bjork. Actually, it rhymes with jerk. Yeah. Also, I listen to him. I'm so sorry, her Emma. I'm so sorry. Her. I don't like him. Oh, you don't like Elliot Smith. Mm-hmm. That's fine, you know. It's, it's an acquired taste. That is that is true. Like, I could tell him I listened to it like a hundred times. I'd start liking it. Yeah, but it only took him two listens of Tool, and he felt that. Chess Club is like a second family family to me. I love spending is all my days at the Chess Club. That's why I said second family. Dang but do you need to? Do you really need to? We're the only family. I'll need. accept as many families as there are to let me in. I didn't even talk about Aristotle's Revenge. Anyways, love Thanks the chess so. club. I'm going to miss you guys so much. It was great to be here. I'm so glad the chess club has grown so much. I've met so many friendly faces and new people to play chess with. I hope to have lasting relations with you all for a very long time to come, and I'm so sad to be going. I'm going to miss you. I, I have some big shoes to fill. I don't know if I can ever compare to, to Elliot Benoit. Yeah, listen, Elliot, you've been a father figure to me. I look at yeah. my father and it's not just because of your mustache and your bald head. I'm going to play the Rui Lopez in your honor. Joseph, you want to say something to our member who's leading us forever? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, no, Charlie's got to say his piece. What? So what's the occasion? You're leaving. What? You're leaving us. No, he's not. Forever. I also want to shout out to all the old members of Chess Club, the ones that have already left us. Uh, alumni, I'm coming to get you all. We're forming the Alumni Association for the UL Chess Club. And I'm going to be the chairman, which means I still have admin powers in the Discord. I, me too. See you later, alligators. Follow the UL Chess Club on Instagram and TikTok.